Welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Over the next hour, you will hear raw, honest, and inspiring conversation between Lindsay and her guests, discussing how to thrive, live joyfully, and abundantly in spite of life's challenges. Now, here is your host, Lindsay McCowan. Hello, and welcome to Women Thriving Unapologetically. I'm your host, Lindsay McCowan, and it's such a pleasure to be here again with you. We are here every single week at 10 a.m. Thursdays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And I just feel so blessed to have the love and the support of such an incredible group of people and Voice America who just keep um, helping me spread my wings and reach out to more incredible guests. And I'm so delighted to have another incredible guest with us today. And what I'd love to do before we invite this beautiful woman on to the show is to do what we always do is to stop, pause, and breathe. So wherever you are, If it's comfortable and it's safe, just take a moment to pause. You can do this standing, you can do it lying down, you can do it seated, you can close the eyes or leave them softly downcast, but we're just all going to take a collective breath in together and out together. And let's just start to breathe in and out through the nose and take that breath all the way down into the belly. And as we breathe together, what we do is we start to connect to each other. Even across thousands of miles, we can connect when we have the intention to breathe and to send our awareness outward, inward and outward. And just allowing the belly to be soft in this moment and all the distractions of your day to start to fade into the background so that you can be really present to this moment and present to this important and powerful conversation that we're going to be having today. How we can transcend fear and step into a state of love? How can we really, truly step into a state of love and move beyond the limitations that fear creates in our lives and our minds? So take another deep breath in through the nose and out, this time through the mouth. And just imagine what it would be like if you could be in a state of love and not fear. And then whenever you're ready, you can make your way back and I'll now get to the pleasure of inviting into the show, Michelle Alva. Now, Michelle is a sex, love, and intimacy coach and has a background in physical therapy, hypnosis, NLP, mind dynamics, tantra, integrative yoga therapy, sound healing, beta healing, psych K, mindfulness-based meditation, belly dance, and shamanism. Now, that's a powerful, powerful tool belt she has. And from that tool belt, she's created the Alva method, which is amplify love, vibrate abundance, which we will talk about more on the show today. And so just know that she works with individuals and couples to process sexual shame, guilt, and empower individuals to be, to be their own source of healing and transformation. So welcome, Michelle. It's so good to see you again. We just came back from the yoga expo. Well, she's from Florida. I came back from the yoga expo, but we were there together just sharing our gifts and this beautiful venue and being able to stand on stage and just do what we love. So, and I got the pleasure of seeing her in person, which oftentimes I don't get to do with some of our other guests. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you so much for having me, Lindsay. Hello yeah. to everyone. And I'm so grateful to be here and you're such an inspiration to me. So it's an honor to be oh. here with you today. Oh. Thank you for that. I appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be, and it's so important that we just recognize each other as women because, you know, I mean, I have this tendency to 
judge and critique other women because that's just what I was taught. And I always have to pull back. I use my practices to help me pull back. Like, oh, that's just a part of me that is doing that. And how can I actually see the full picture and the full woman and all of all, all of how all of our parts are interplaying in all this. And so in the way that we start to break some of that down is just to recognize each other and say it out loud. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you for being here today. And, um, you know, and I believe that the best teachers and the therapists and the mentors are the ones that don't just study and acquire all of these certifications, but they're acquiring those certifications because they're inspired through their own experiences of life. And so they can actually bring the knowledge in the experience together in a beautiful way. And so I'd love for people to hear a little bit about your story and what inspired you to get all of these certifications and do the work that you're currently doing today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, well, what inspired me to get all these certifications is unworthiness. Actually, I never felt I was enough and that's why I sought out so many different modalities and I wasn't satisfied with traditional physical therapy. I actually started yoga when I was 17 years old and I was already going into physical therapy. Uh, I knew I wanted to be a PT at age 17 and um, I graduated at age 22. So for the past 29 years, really about that, I've been accumulating all this experience and wisdom. So that's what I feel today is so amazing that I live what I teach. I embody what I preach and I see the results in my own amazing life. And that's what fueled me. And, and I mean, I love, love. <laughs> and so the original source of all of that was feeling unlovable, feeling worthless, feeling less than and uh, self-loathing. Uh, so I came from a very not healthy codependent looking for love from everybody else. I'm not enoughness and then wanting to seek out what is the most effective science-based, you know, major healing minor effort was my little slogan. And that set me on this journey to study all these different modalities that really it was for me. It was really all for me and I get to share it. So. Yeah. And so how do, you know, I'm always curious about everyone's stories and um, what, you know, you, you recognize that you had this sense of unworthiness, but for a lot of women, it's difficult to understand that that's actually the, one of the root causes. Like, how did you understand it, um, that that was the root cause? Or was it something that you discovered as you were doing all these different certifications and practices? That's a great question. So I discovered the unworthiness after my 20 year relationship with my former husband ended I was 37 years old when I had a divorce. I was very unhappy in my life, but you would, maybe if you saw me from the outside, physical therapist, a mom married to, you know, a doctor, um, her high school sweetheart, you would think that I was happy, but internally I was not happy. And I was always telling him, oh, you have to do yoga. You need to learn how to meditate. I was always telling him what to do. And, and that's not love. I was always... I was unhappy with myself, projecting all my unhappiness on him. So after the divorce, uh, I went to therapy and I went to many different healing approaches because I made it my mission to learn how to love myself. I knew I didn't love myself. I, I studied codependency. I was definitely very codependent. Um, and so there was a lot of shame with codependency being a, 
therapist, physical therapist, and a yogi, um, I, I judged myself a lot. How could I be so effed up? What's wrong with me? And so therapy helped me a lot. And then yoga, meditation, the breathing, energy healing. Um, and I had, I was raised Catholic and I had sexual trauma when I was 14. I lost my virginity very young and sex for me was painful. So right there, I had a lot of shame in my life. And in therapy is when I really started to open up about that. So for 37, uh, I guess from 14 years old to 37 years old, I lived as a toxic wife, uh, you know, nitpicking her husband. So then there was so much self-forgiveness that I had to do, but I was really hard on myself about the whole thing. And so it's only in the last years that I've put more honey on my actual journey. Um, and then also my father left when I was 14. So I felt very abandoned. I felt like I'm not important. I'm, I'm obviously worthless because my dad doesn't keep in touch with me. So those two major life events led me to seek love in others. And that's why after my divorce, I made it my mission to find out what is love. And today that led me to create the Alva method, which is amplified love, the love hormone. So it's very science-based and vibrate abundance because the more we align with love, we're automatically more abundant. And I see that in my life today, living here, looking at the ocean from this seat right now where I live. And just, I love my life. My life is amazing. So I'm very inspired by my own life and all the hard work. Um, but today it's more playful hard work. <laughs> yeah. So I love what you, like, I just want to go back to what you said um, that, you know, the, we often need a catalyst that takes us to the next level of understanding and to really take us to, to do the work or have the relationships that we're really meant to have. And here you were at a, a young, you know, over 20 years of marriage with someone, and it took that relationship to actually end for you to have the, 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 the energy or the impetus to go forward and to seek something for yourself. And so I know a lot of women out there just cling to a relationship because they fear releasing it, even though they know it's toxic, even though they need um, a shift in their lives, it's the fear of letting go. So in that moment, you had the courage, like, okay, like I now know I need to take steps for me because I'm recognizing that there, I'm not loving myself. And so I think that's very beautiful and that it's so important for women to understand that these hardships can lead us to a greater state of expansion and awareness. And it might, it's, it's hard work, but it can lead to that hard work that eventually becomes playful. And, and so it wasn't really courage to be really honest, Lindsay. It was uh -huh. desperation. Mm. Um, I don't think I look at myself as a courageous woman getting a divorce. It was because I was not happy and I didn't know how to get out of that. But there was something inside me that kept, there was some relentless, it's like having a rock in your shoe that you know you're doing something that is not the best thing you could be doing, but you don't really know how to get out of it. So I actually created. Uh, I mean, we're creating all the time, right? And I created a reason to have to get a divorce. And so I, I look at myself more as a wimp. Uh, I wasn't brave and courageous. Just want everybody to know that. Uh, but I have rebuilt myself today, 12 years later. Um, so I just want people to know that even we leaders struggle. We all have our shortcomings and it's what we choose to interpret it as. So I was, I divorced myself 
I was ready to divorce myself in my relationship with my husband. I was sick and tired of myself. And so I could no longer sustain that relationship with him. This is what I tell my clients that I work with is we're really always divorcing who we, who we are in that relationship. And I think that helps us a lot because we're, we're working on ourselves, right? That's the only person we can ever transform or heal. Um, so yeah, just wanted to yeah. say the truth there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that because there are those moments we do, like when we, I used to call it the pit of my pit of despair. And when I would hit that, at, and I hit it more than once that I would, there would be that, uh, that desperation. And that's one of the lowest vibrations that we can experience. Actually, it's like almost one of the ones that are furthest away from love. But I do still believe that because spirit is always there that to get out of that, whether we're, we call it desperation, there is still some aspect of higher self that is rooted in confidence and courage and clarity that even though we can't connect to it at the moment is like, kind of like, okay, this is it. Like, this is it. And, um, and then that, thank you for saying that. Lindsay. Yeah. 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 I've been, I've been really hard on myself through the whole thing because uh, that was the greatest sin is to get a divorce, to break a marriage. And my parents were divorced. So for me, I had, I knew six years, I knew that I, that was going to be my path, but it was a sin, you know, to get a divorce, being raised Catholic, that was the greatest F up you could do. So I really wanted to avoid that. And I think a lot of people stay for those reasons. What are people going to think? Um, it's a sin. And, but the thing is, that's the part where, thank God, <laughs> thank you, God, thank you, God, <laughs> um, that I saw the light. I mean, there's been many moments where I fell on my knees and literally it said, God, please show me, show me what's next. Um, so thank you for that. Because yeah, I guess I am out of that relationship with myself. And then I've transformed my, my shit into fertilizer. And this is something that I use a lot is strengthen, heal, imagine something new and thrive, S-H-I-T. Um, and poopy is always fertilizer in nature. So I have a lot of fertilizer. And, and today the creativity abounds and there's so many programs and things that were created. So I hope I inspire whoever's listening that if you're miserable and you don't know how to get out of something, definitely it helps to have a higher self connection and know that creator loves us know that whatever you put yourself into, you can get out of it. We're here to support that, both of us here. So yeah, absolutely. And and just to have that that perspective is because when you start to move from self, you start to see all of that shit as fertilizer. And like, oh, you can actually instead of being so upset by it and so dragged down by it and that whole and maintaining the the role of the victim or the martyr, you can be like, oh actually look how much fertilizer I have. If I really plant seeds and nourish it and love it, mm. those babies are going to grow because they got some serious fertilizer. And <laughs> that's what I love into. about the title of your podcast, the unapologetically thriving, you know, you, 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 you wrote in your email that my goal is for everyone to thrive. And I love that you're using that, Lindsay, you're so freaking awesome oh. because so many people want to just survive. And that's where, you know, so we're going to thriving ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're not just going to survive here. So, and, you know, so for those, I mean, I, I get stuck a lot. I have still have a lot of resistance to things, but it's about really 
doing the practices that help me like understand, oh, there's a part of me that's still resistant. There's a part of me that's still in fear. There's this part of me that's still in lack mode, but I can separate myself from it from that. So I'd love for you to share, like from your perspective, what are some of the signs of being stuck or in lack or resistance? Yeah. So it, I, I come back to the body. For me, I'll use an example of mine. I have a book that I've been, I've written already so many thousands of words, and that is my uh, resistance has been putting out this vagina book, you know, talking about my story and, oh my God, am I going to be killed or persecuted? You know, because I'm writing about sex and I'm a woman. So I'm going through some shit too, everybody. Just want you all to know that. So what I do is I avoid it. (laughs) And then I hire people to help me navigate through those fears. Right. And I also talk about it. And I, I, I go to my heart, you know, when it comes to myself with my own resistance, I, I first and foremost choose to have just compassion with myself. And I'm a great person, whether I ever publish this book or not. So whatever resistance you all have, know that you're freaking awesome with your resistance. It's there to help you somehow so that you can preserve yourself. So these are our self-preservation mechanisms that we all have. So for example, unavailable men, that was another that I kept keep attracting unavailable man. I'm an awesome woman, but here he's either married, he's getting through a breakup, wrong religion, wrong location. You know, it's really adorable. So everybody has something and to have compassion for yourself because your body, your mind is doing its best to preserve you safe. So this is a technique that I do. And my friend taught me that it's called havening. I just tell myself, it's okay. It's okay if you haven't written your book. It's okay if you have resistance to this. Then there's a chatty Cathy inside me that says it's not okay. So you so for, I'm just going to interrupt you for a moment because this, uh, for our listeners, because we're going live in our Facebook group, but no one else can see you. So she's taking her hands to your, crossing your arms in front of your body and taking your hands to your shoulders and just like almost caressing and petting yourself. I'm stroking yeah. myself as a way of saying, even if you have attracted so many unavailable men, or even if you haven't published your book, even if you haven't, you know, finished whatever that project is, it's okay. So we want to move towards acceptance of the unacceptable. We want to just choose to be in the comfortableness of the discomfort. So instead of just avoiding it, you can look at it, face it. This is what Tantra teaches us and start to have a relationship of acceptance to your resistance or acceptance that you self-loathe yourself. Start, you could just say and use NLP. I, I give myself permission to begin to accept my resistances, my fears, my self-loathing, whatever that is that you don't want anybody else to know, whatever you're ashamed of, whatever you're hiding. Um, I think it's important to just choose it, choose to believe also that you can navigate through it because so much of why we're where we're at is because we simply believe that that's the best we can do. So that really is the key is to give yourself permission that your life can change, that you can transform fear to love. So I choose to believe in myself. You know, I choose to believe that I have the power within me to harness an amazing epic life and, and start to brainwash yourself with your words. So I'm free to do this. I gave myself permission to do this. I am open to this and I am, uh, yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm ready. And, and then there's another voice inside that says, no, you're not, you're not ready. You're not willing. 
That's the subconscious that's preserving us. So even if you have that voice, that chatty Kathy or Debbie Downer, you consciously bring in your fairy godmother, your own, your most lovable version of yourself, and, and just step in for yourself and stay, stay with yourself. I choose to stay with myself instead of abandon myself. Because that's what I would do. I would leave myself and I would check out. I would dissociate. And that's the best that I knew back then. And then, so these techniques of closing your eyes, feeling your body, put your hand on your body, put your hand on your heart because the heart is the most electromagnetically charged organ in the body. So instead of putting your hand on your elbow, you could put your hand on your heart because you're going to feel so much more and start to really connect and ask yourself, how does my heart really feel? Which a lot of us, we don't know how to feel because we never were heard as children. No one ever listened to us. Nobody ever said, do you really want to go to that whatever, you know? So many children have been neglected, ignored, or raised by somebody else that the parents just weren't there really, really intimately with their children. So we don't know how to listen to ourselves. This was a massive part of my journey, sitting my little booty down in the steam room in the sauna room at the Canyon Ranch after my divorce. I spent lots of hours in the sauna just crying, crying and crying and feeling so guilty, so ashamed. Yeah, I was a big sinner getting a divorce. You know, my whole life changed right away. My best friend was gone. You know, the person I was with for 20 years. So I, I felt like I lost my best friend. But that's another aspect of this is to always believe that you're being brought to something higher. So this is what living in abundance yeah. is all about. You're never losing in a relationship. You're never losing your home or losing your job. We can start to say, wow, I get to be brought to something more in alignment with my journey, with my life. Yeah. So I want to just interrupt you right there for a second, because we are up to our break and I, I don't want to lose this train of thought because I want to bring it back in after the break. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, let's just, I just want to say like for all the Kathy's and the Debbie's out there, <laughs> no, apologies to you because you're, you're not down or you're not a downer. You're it's a little, I think that's a patriarchal thing that we've been conditioned to say. So I just want to say like, pull that in a little bit. And then also the, I would really love to dive in because we can, I hear what you're saying about, we just choose a different thought. And I teach that as well. We have the power of choice, but I'm just thinking about to my younger self. And when people would tell me that I would try so hard and I just couldn't do it. I mean, it was the subconscious was so powerful and just choosing that and saying that people kept telling me just choose another thought, you know, and say these affirmations. And then I felt, unworthy and I wasn't good enough because it wasn't working. So I'd love to come back to that and like, okay, let's actually, we can choose another thought, but we also have to do some of these practices that get into the subconscious mind. Otherwise for me personally, it was like, it was just reinforcing that I'm not good enough because look, I'm doing all the things that's not working. So can we talk about that when we come back from break? Yes, we okay, are. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thanks so much. And so if you're listening, stay tuned, we're going to be right back with Michelle Alva and during the break, if you want to go jump over to www.her/festival.com, her festival is an extraordinary gathering of women that's happening this May, fourth through the eighth, in the wild, inviting mountains and forest of Rangeley, Maine. I've been to this festival; it's an incredible gathering of women. I'm planning to go this year as well, and you'll get restored and replenish your essential nature while being fully immersed in nature. So that's herfestival.com. We'll be right back after the short break.
follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful, magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back, ladies, to Women Thriving Unapologetically. We are here with Michelle Alva, and we're having a conversation on the power of love to transform our fear, our lack, our limitations. And before the break, we were talking, uh, Michelle was sharing with us how we have this power of choice with our thoughts. And I, you know, I totally agree that you know, present moment awareness give us, gives us the power of choice. If we are really fully aware of what we're feeling and thinking, then we have that power to choose. But so oftentimes, if we don't have that awareness and someone's like, oh, just choose another thought and they're doing like, say, for example, um, affirmations and they're not getting the results that they want, what advice would you have for people that have tried these yeah. methods like, oh, it's not working? Well, this is why I don't prescribe just affirmations. I The Alva Method teaches people how to shift your mindset in your body, mm-hmm. and we embody our affirmations, and we call them declarations. So saying something, I am love, I am tr- I trust myself, that's not enough. And this is why I became a mindset coach, hypnosis uh, facilitator, and tantra practitioner, because when the mind is consciously saying an affirmation, and it's a new affirmation, you've never loved yourself, of course, you're going to have resistance to saying that and believing it because our brain is hardwired for self-loathing or self-hatred or insecurity. So I always, you know, sometimes people get frustrated because they're not having these quantum leaps immediately. So of course, you're going to resist Anybody who's working on anything that they're healing or they're overcoming, of course, you're going to have resistance. Of course, it's going to be something where you're hitting a wall. Every single athlete that's working on anything that they're strengthening, it it takes time to build that grit, to build that strength. So an aspect of the work that I educate my clients is it's not about the outcome, actually. It's not about the end goal. It's about cultivating this practice of being compassionate 
supportive, promoting safety with ourselves. And I do this with my hands. I, I bring my palms together as if I was creating a little nest and, and we lean back on the hands of our creator. We practice leaning back a lot in this work. The embodiment of leaning back is so healing. And there's something I created called sacred surrender. I was guided to sit behind one of my clients with low back pain and hold, literally support my client. And they don't have to do anything. They just lean back. So this is where it really begins. Before we even think of doing affirmations, we learn how to create a safe and supportive physiology within ourselves. And that's where I teach people about love, the love hormone, how to amplify love. And that causes people to feel more open to just being love. And so I know that you might sound create, crazy, like, wait a minute. You have to create that environment, that container for yourself to feel supported. And it's not about loving yourself today, loving yourself in five minutes after doing 10 rounds of affirmations. It's about your openness to being accepting of yourself wherever you are at. That is the journey of wholeness, of love, of whatever it is that people are looking for. If you simply cultivate being accepting of the resistance or even open to accepting the resistance. But when somebody says, well, I'm not getting the results that so-and-so got, they, they get to be aware of their comparing themselves. They get to be aware of their ego and they get to be aware of expectations. And so in Tantra, we don't, we don't have expectations. And so people might be like, wait a minute, I want to be more orgasmic. What are you saying? We, I, I can't have an expectation that I'll be more orgasmic. So whenever you have an expectation, you're actually blocking your orgasmic energy radiance. You're blocking the healing when you have these expectations of yourself because you're no longer in the moment. Children play beautifully and they're in the moment, they're present. They're not thinking about, I have to win at age two or three or four. They're just enjoying getting their feet wet, you know, being in the sandbox. And so this is what we want to bring into anything that we're doing, this playful curiosity, experiencing every moment rather than I'm going to do this to get this result. That is going to just cut your creativity lifeline and your sexual flow lifeline and your emotional flow. So in the work that I do with my clients, it's not really about getting these outcomes as much as it is present moment by moment by moment, we're going to cultivate acceptance and it comes in many different ways. So that's a hard one for some people that are so goal oriented. Yeah. And most is really people about do come. Yeah. And people do come to with us with yeah. expectations because they're not coming to you to feel, to accept themselves. They're coming because they want something. They either want to experience more love or they want a new relationship. So it comes in we're like, okay, it gets challenging because, okay, you're coming in with all these expectations. This is why you've hired me, but we're going to work on these first. And making them realize this is why I became a mindset coach and why I teach hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming, because the way that we're talking to ourselves, we're literally, if we want to be in a relationship or we want to lose weight or we want to get whatever, uh, the wanting energy, we're never going to get there. And a lot of people don't understand that. So we, we shift our frequency. We shift how we feel in our body. And the more you discover pleasure in your body, this is where I teach the tantric approaches, um, sensuality, just touching your heart, being with yourself. Mm -hmm. 
the less you desire having to do or be with someone else because you're, you're whole with yourself. And then you get to choose what type of person you want to be with from a place of feeling more complete rather than I need to be with this person or I want to be with this person. And you're just open to what the universe brings us rather than our own agenda. I've had many lessons to learn that one. Um, How really just trust, trust that you loving yourself, being open to accepting yourself, you're going to attract a person that is reflecting that and giving you feedback. Really, everybody who we're attracting is just giving us feedback where we're at. So this is a different way of looking at your whole life, which is really what my clients learn to live in abundance and live in love. But, but in the beginning, people have a, a lot of resistance because we're programmed to be in fear. We're programmed to be in lack. So of course, it's going to feel foreign. And that's a part of this is being okay with that, being okay with it being difficult or feeling like crap sometimes, you know? Um, yeah. And creating, like, it sounds like what you're doing is creating this space. Like if you just are with your emotions and, and even with your judgment, even with the resistance and not resist the resistance, but actually be with it. What happens is it will lessen like every part of us needs just to be witnessed. And when we witness mm-hmm. all of our parts, it's actually, they're finally being seen and in, in being seen that they can lessen the grip that they have on us with what we're not trying to actually change them in that moment. We're just trying to create space for them so that they become, we become, become less identified with them. Um, so I love that. Uh, and that's the, the wisdom. That's wisdom mm-hmm. right there. Nobody mm-hmm. taught me that that came over working for 29 years with humans mm-hmm. <laughs> and myself. And mm-hmm. honestly, we are so amazing. I just have to like put a shout out there for all of us. We have this incredible, miraculous and magical ability to heal, transform, transmute, thrive. It's within us all. We all have it. But how many of us are willing to feel and be patient and and cultivate the grit to be patient, to actually be able to witness our magic. Especially in a culture that tells us to like push, push our feelings aside. Don't, you know, you know, as women like, Oh, don't cry or don't feel all these things. Your, your, your emotions are too messy. And so we learn to bottle these things up and then we're not actually really truly feeling and our feelings are, can be a gateway to healing and to really transforming and feeling all the parts of ourselves and loving all the parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even to know that your feelings matter, because that's one for yeah. me. I'm an awesome teacher. I'm so good at my job. But when it comes to my own romantic relationships, my relationship with my daughter, with my mother, my family, I feel it's something I'm learning right now, especially to really, really honor my feelings, the little girl inside me. And, and share how I'm really feeling because I'm so used to being there for everybody that sometimes I forget myself, but then I'll F myself up. You know, things will happen to show me that I'm hurting myself. <laughs> and so today my, my ability to suffer less time uh, is it's a lot less suffering in my life because I step in for myself more. I'm my biggest cheerleader today, my best friend, my biggest advocate for myself. But before I didn't even know my feelings mattered. I just wanted to make my mother happy or my daughter happy. Or, and, and I didn't even really know who am I? What, what is making me happy? And that's why I was so unhappy when I was 37. I just couldn't take myself anymore. <laughs> I had to do something to change it. 
Yeah. And we're all so glad you, that you did. And, you know, and I just want a little clarification just because I come from a Tantra yoga lineage as well. And we've spent a lot of years trying to unravel Tantra and sex as being equal. And so we use that a lot. And I know this is a big part of what you do and it's an important part of what you do, but also just understanding there's so many different ways of um, Tantra. And so, and Tantra can be an empowering um, technique and formula to awakening parts of ourselves that have been dormant for a really long time. And there are definitely schools of Tantra that utilize um, practices that invoke more sexual intimacy and there's others that don't. So I just want to make that clarification because there's already like a really, as soon as you say Tantra, people think sex, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so much bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is a lot of power in that as well. So I just wanted to clarify that for our listeners. And before we go into talking about your Alva method, because Mm -hmm. um, this is, you use some Tantra practices in your Alva method. And um, well, first of all, let's revisit like, okay, tell us what the Alva method stands for again. Mm -hmm. Alva is my last name and it happens to stand for amplified love. And when we say love, we're talking about oxytocin, the love hormone. It's all science-based and vibrate abundance. And so, for example, the the connotation to that is if I am ashamed that I lost my virginity when I was 14, I developed tension in my vagina, and every time I have sex, it hurts me, I am holding this trauma, this memory in my body. And if I avoid confronting those sensations and addressing them, I am in a lack of my own total human experience. So whatever you're avoiding is actually attracting yourself to be more in lack. So Tantra, I I raise my arms up in the air, way up to the ceiling. And I say, Tantra is all about expansion, freedom, and liberation. And so for me to be free and be orgasmic, once again, creative, abundant, it would behoove me to look at what's happening down in my genitals if I had sexual trauma and to address that. And then I would become more wholly integrated. So that Alva method teaches people how to get to the root of their own physical body, energetic, emotional chakra. You know, we, we literally, I teach people how to massage and, and learn their sexual anatomy. Also, they learn about their heart, heart coherence, Um, It's a science-based approach that embraces our sexuality and your sexuality doesn't mean that you're having sex with everyone unless you want to. Um, You don't have to do anything with anyone. It means that you're open to feeling your sexual arousal, your sexual energy, your kundalini energy. It's about learning how to be turned on to your own beautiful ecstatic radiance, your whole body orgasmic radiance which a lot of people have no idea how to embrace our creative sexual healing energy. Um, So the ALVA method is an approach that is a combination of hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, sound therapy, belly dance, all the different things that I've learned, but it's a step-by-step process that does teach you how to stimulate more your healing hormone, your love hormone. And as a result of that, you learn how to love yourself. Everything that's not love just falls and You come back to the pure essence, which is really able to connect us more to the present moment awareness 
And that is where we can access soul connection. So in a nutshell, that's what it does. That's beautiful. And so we're, I can't believe we're already, I'd say this every show. I can't believe we're all up to a next break and nearing the end of the show. So what I'd love to do um, is come back and talk a little bit more about oxytocin and the importance of that, because we have, have other neurotransmitters, the feel good hormones and why oxytocin is so key to the Alva method that um, you teach as a, this process of transformation and really stepping into an orgasmic state about your whole life and who you are. Um, when we come back after this break. So if you are listening, don't go anywhere, Um, but you can go to our uh, Instagram handles, Michelle Alva and Lindsay McCowan and follow us and DM us. And we'll definitely get back to you and share some really beautiful practices that we would love to share with all of our listeners today. So we'll be right back after this short break. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Women, are you tired of chasing after your dreams? Exhausted and overwhelmed from trying so hard to have the perfect life? Do you yearn for more ease, freedom, and time to explore what is near and dear to your heart, yet have no idea how to stop pushing forward? Join your host, Lindsay McCowan, and others like you on a journey to awaken the divine feminine. When you awaken the divine feminine, you awaken parts of yourself that have been ignored, lay dormant, put on the back burners, or forgotten. When you fully ignite these aspects of yourself, you awaken your ability to thrive in all areas of your life, including relationships, finances, health, career, and purpose. You stop chasing after life and step into an easeful magnetic flow. You become the magnet that effortlessly attracts joy, love, space to play, abundance, and magic that illuminates your life. Does that sound like the future you? Go to lindsay.tv slash goddess to sign up today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Women Thriving Unapologetically with Lindsay McCowan. Have a question for Lindsay or her guests? Want to share your story? Email Lindsay at thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. That's thrivingunapologetically at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Here again is Lindsay. Welcome back, ladies, to Women Thriving Unapologetically. We're having an incredible conversation with Michelle Alva, and she's been talking to us about um, the Alva method. So, and we were talking about how the love hormone, which is oxytocin. And I'd just love for you to explain to everyone um, why oxytocin is such an important um, feel-good hormone. We have other ones, which are dopamine and serotonin and endorphins, but what is it about oxytocin that is yeah. so yummy and, and transformative? And I just want everybody to know that I've studied oxytocin since the beginning of time in my life. <laughs> I mean, I'm embodying oxytocin massively, everyone just have to throw that out there. Um, The love hormone is the bonding hormone. It's the connection hormone. It's also the focus hormone. It's the hormone that is involved when a mother breastfeeds her baby. It's also involved when we're looking at each other's eyes and we're available, when we're present. So oxytocin, the love hormone is probably one of the most closest to humanity hormones that help us really connect to the most authentic aspect of us. 
And the love hormone happens to also be very, very present in whole body orgasm. So if you really want to get to know love, get your heart on before you get your heart on and integrate your heart with your sexuality. And if you think about it, we're breathing oxygen from nature all the time. Nature makes oxygen for us to live and we make CO2 for nature to live. And so we are nature. We're constantly in this relationship with nature. And if we look outside, the plants are reproducing all the time. And so sexuality, procreation is the most raw, purest, authentic aspect of us. And it was designed to happen with connection, connection. And so for the people that feel that you're all alone, people that don't feel you have enough intimacy with with others, friends, support, we're not actually in alignment with our most authentic part of us. And this is why I feel humanity suffers so greatly right now, because we don't feel community, a lot of us. And so oxytocin gives us back the community within ourselves. It teaches us intimacy, which is at the core, most purest part of us and what we are. So the minute people start learning how to amplify oxytocin, they actually start to feel more themselves. And this is the magic that happens in my couples tantra retreats, in the one-on-one sessions, in the group classes, in the Zoom classes. People have these epic, amazing leaps and bounds of miracles that happen to them because we're simply using the natural neurochemicals that are at the core, really what we are. So when there's fear, we're actually disconnecting from our purest essence When we bring in love, it actually takes less energy to function in love. So you feel more energized. And I just think it's beautiful that a woman breastfeeding, when she's releasing milk through her nipple and breastfeeding her baby, there's a lot of oxytocin. When people are having an orgasm, they're releasing fluids, right? And there's a lot of oxytocin. When people cry and they're feeling so much love, they're so overwhelmed in love, just looking at somebody that you love, there's a lot of oxytocin. So you can start to think about love as emotional release. And this is something that for anybody there who has a hard time crying or letting their emotions be felt, you probably have a lower amount of oxytocin. So then it's okay, because I would love to share a simple hack to get people to start to amp up their oxytocin. I'm so glad you said that. It's like, okay, give us something that's that's simple because everyone has these complex or they feel like they have over full lives. Give us something that just raises our oxytocin. The easiest, super easiest way you could ever secrete more oxytocin is for you to look at yourself in the mirror and commit to looking into your eyes. So you literally just go to your mirror, go to your bathroom, wherever your mirror is and look at yourself look into your eyes. So that is step number one. And and just be present, be open to being present to looking into your eyes and stay. You could put the timer for three minutes, five minutes. And so what happens is a lot of times we have all these stories that we make up about ourselves. Oh my God, I can't believe you're looking at yourself. You're so into yourself or I don't like your eyes or look at those wrinkles or look at those sunspots, you know. We, we, we come up with all this the talk inside, right? The criticizer. And so if you can stay and do your best there to practice mindfulness, just moment-to-moment awareness, non-judgmental, that will actually 
over time, you're going to cross over and go from maybe judging yourself to then crying because you judge yourself, having a release, and then you'll cross over into, wow, your eyes are beautiful, or, oh my God, I feel intimacy with myself. You start to feel a connection. So if people can cultivate a three-minute, five-minute for seven days this whole week, you're just putting that in your timer. The minute you wake up, go to the bathroom, have your water, and then bond with yourself, eye gaze, eventually you're going to start changing your neurochemistry. It's going to be easier to secrete it. And also neuroplasticity will take over. Your brain is going to be more open to that experience. And so this is where we really begin to cultivate that. If you have a partner, of course, you can commit to every day. We're going to look at each other for three minutes, five minutes. So that's really easy. Anybody could do that anywhere, anytime, usually. Um, And then the other one is diaphragmatic breathing and humming. So you just doing the sound with your lips together. I have this video on my YouTube channel and there's science that supports that a person humming and I, and I believe it was only for, for three times in a row, five series of this, um, it amps up your oxytocin. So that's a hack. And I have a video on it. So people just type humming Michelle Alva. That video will come up on my YouTube channel, Michelle Alva TV. Yeah. And another one. So it's the Bramari breath. Humming. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. so, so then um, they're also singing. Singing stimulates oxytocin. Dancing walking, just walking, being present to whatever you see, not on your phone walking, but that repetitive movement also secretes oxytocin. And then lastly, I teach the E3 breath, which is all about expanding because love causes us to expand. And we take three deep breaths and then exhale. Ah, and we open up our arms out wide. Yes, spread your arms out wide. And Baddha Konasana is a great posture for this too. Soles of the feet together, knees wide apart. And feel your body open. Take up your space. And then I teach this expansive breathing called E3 breath. It stands for elongation, expansion, and extension. And we expand, expand, expand. And we hold it. So it goes like this. Inhale through your nose. In Baddha Konasana, arms are spread, solo the feet together, knees apart. Inhale, 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 and spread your fingers out. Separate your thighs. Take up your space. Feel your expansiveness. Hold it for as long as you can. And then exhale. Ah. Inhale, inhale, inhale. Inhale, inhale, if you can, a little more. So this is where we get to be thriving. We get to be opening. We get to be expanding. And we get comfortable feeling that expansiveness so that our body can embody more expansion, receptivity, openness. And this will help you to cultivate being open to transformation, to unapologetically thriving. So this is a posture that I highly recommend. It's the power pose. If you just stand and put your arms up, for two minutes, this changes your neurochemistry also. And I like that option because there might be people out there that have had sexual trauma that they haven't quite processed yet. And that could be a very vulnerable state. So maybe just standing with the arms wide and breathing. Are there any other contraindications that people should be aware of with holding the breath or anything that you might um, want people to be aware of and 
maybe reach out to you and kind of work with you one-on-one if they, if they might have some well, specifications. I mean, if any, I, I always say, trust your intuition and only do what feels comfortable and what you gravitate towards that feels peaceful and grounding. Um, it's more about feeling yourself expanding. It's less about the technique. I love and, that. So and really, feel yourself expanding. Yeah. And, and expand and lay in your bed. So tonight, everybody get out and splay out your arms and legs in your bed, lean back and feel the support of our creator. And remember that you're loved. Remember that life is happening for you and whatever you might think is not a, a good thing, you know, know that it's happening for you. And when we can start to accept and then shift into what would I like to create? How do I feel? You know, if people want to dive deeper and learn more about how to live their dream life, how to be more orgasmic, how to look 20 years younger, you know, I'm 49 and I feel very radiant and alive and I have a lot of energy. Um, just reach out to me, you know, to learn more about intimacy and deeper connection, the Alva way, the Alva love way. Yeah. Um, these are just some examples of the things that we, we integrate into the practices. Yeah. So thank you so much, Michelle. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and sharing your story and inspiring other women to really connect to the power of love, especially self-love so that they can really step into their fullness and thrive from this abundant, radiant, radiant place. So be sure to reach out to Michelle. She has incredible YouTube channels, Michelle Alva. And TV. Then she all, Michelle TV. Alva TV. Michelle mm-hmm. Alva TV. And then also reach out to her on Instagram, same name, Michelle Alva. And uh, also- Alva Love. Alva Michelle Love. Michelle Alva Love. Michelle Alva Love. Yeah. And so she's always posting uh, new videos. And of course, you can just reach out to her and inquire how you and your partner or you just individually can work with her to really open to your full radiance. So thank you so thank much, you. Michelle. Thank you, Lindsay, for having me. And I, I love it if people can write, how did this benefit you all? You know, that really is why we're here to hear how this awesome interview benefited yeah. you. So just let post us know. That, yeah. Just post that either in the Facebook group, Women Thriving Unapologetically, or you can even post it on the, our Instagram uh, profiles, which be incredible. So here we are at the end of another amazing show. So thank you everyone for being here and for listening and continuing to grow this incredible community and be sure to join the Women Thriving Unapologetically Facebook group. So you can be part of that growing community as well. So until next time, many blessings and much love to each and every one of you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving Unapologetically. We hope we've inspired you to claim your birthright to thrive. Tune in next week where we will continue to give you the tools you need to flourish, prosper, and thrive. Until then, have a beautiful week.